Welcome to the Author and Podcast Land, and welcome back to Spoilers, a bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where you always have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week you watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give your insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. I'm joined by Mishru. Hello. And, and not Cal- Hollywood. Not Hollywood. Cal- I wasn't going to say it all this time. I, did, I, was, I nailed it. Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah. yeah. This week... We're watching 1987's Inner Space. My birthday. Yeah. It's Cowboy's birthday pick, man. Happy birthday. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, this was directed by Joe Dante. Stars Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, and Meg Ryan. A hapless store clerk must foil criminals to save the life of a man who, miniaturized in a secret experiment, was accidentally injected into him. Have you ever seen this movie before? I certainly hope so. <laughs> at least Cowboy. Have you seen this in my show? Oh. Yeah. Several times. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I uh, saw it when it first came out. Oh. I believe. I believe. No. Not, not, not in the movie theaters, but okay. when it first came out on VHS back then. Okay. That's, I think that's about the same time I saw it as well. Uh, I, I've forgotten this movie, or the, the name of this movie. So when you said Inner Space, it, 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 nothing, it meant nothing that to click. me. Yeah. And when, as I started watching, I'm like, this looks familiar. And yeah. then once it got to Martin Short... The scene where he's running over the, the the guys running with the injector thing. Okay, yeah. And like, oh, he's gonna go inside Martin Short. I remember this movie now. Yeah, this was fun. I enjoyed this one. It was a great comedy action. I wouldn't say suspense, but no, no suspense. I I don't know. Besides the comedy and the action in it, what drew me to this movie when I was younger was the anatomy part of it. You know how he's like floating through the body, yeah, and he clamps onto his ear, the portion of his inner ear, and he yeah. can hear, and then shoots that dude. I mean, that cringed me. I mean, I've had eye surgery, okay. but still watching it again, yeah, when he shoots that four prong thing to the back of the eye, I, oh, yeah, there's, there's definitely moments where it, I felt it in my body, and it was yeah. like, ah, it was, it was a little uncomfortable, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a nice premise, I enjoy the premise. Uh, I feel like was there another movie that did something like this? I don't know. How did they shrink the kids? Were they inside a body? I don't no, they body. weren't inside a body. But yeah, no. Maybe Magic School Bus is what I'm thinking about. That was Robert Morandi, right? Mm-hmm. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Robert uh, Morandi. Uh, no, Rick Morandi. Rick Morandi. Rick Morandi. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, I got the I got the R right. Yeah, you got the weird last name right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This this was a, this was fun. It was a fun movie to watch. It wasn't. I don't think there's many things to complain about. The only things that, that I, I could complain about was the way that the transponder system works for the guy inside the body. So he, he shoots things at the eyes and at the ears so that he's plugged into the system. Okay. Yeah. And then at that point, he's connected through Wi-Fi to it. Sure, let's go with that. Okay. Uh, I, not, I don't know Wi-Fi, but it's like a transponder. Okay. And the range of this transponder is... Within the, the body only? Within the body, yeah. So as soon as she ha- exits, as soon as he exits, he, they got nothing. And then when he comes back in, he just repairs to the Wi-Fi again? Uh, maybe he's within transponder reach? Yeah. That's the only thing that I have. I was like, mm, I'm not sure if that well, would work Well, I mean, you've got to think about it. When this, <laughs> when this movie was made... Mm-hmm. Bluetooth didn't exist. Right. Wi-Fi didn't exist. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's so what it's like, how could this It was happen? like cutting oh, edge. Yeah. But think of it, yeah, exactly what you're saying, Cowboy, but think of it this way. When has you been able to get a shrink ray? <laughs> right. It's a weird thing to get cut up on, but it's one of those like things that like I, I get that the technology exists to shrink. Fine. We're miles ahead in this area, but 
still ha- what's the what's what's the well, that, and, 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 and did you think about that back when you watched it the first time i bet no, you that not did not all. come through your not mind back all. then no. now it's coming because and I, I think that's what's hard doing older movies yes bad or good is because it doesn't make sense watching them now but watching them back then when they were made you're, the possibilities are more open because we didn't have it. So you yeah. think of it more of a futuristic type thing. Right. You know? But even going, even trying to put myself back to when I first seen this movie and then watching it today, I get what you're saying, but I still love the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I said, that's the real thing that I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, see, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised when I gave you my birthday pick. Okay. And you didn't know it. Okay. Okay, because I don't know a lot of people who know this movie. Yeah, I've forgotten about it. You know? Yeah. What well, my shoes gonna dance? What do you know? Because I was, I knew this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, but there's a lot of people who don't know this movie. You say, "Oh, movie Interspace." You're like, huh? I, I thought it was gonna be in space. I thought it was gonna be a space movie. But it's inner. Right. Yeah. Inner space. Right. Once once it clicked with the movie, it was like, oh, oh, oh. It was a lot of... Oh, and the movie you thought it was was actually another movie I was thinking of doing for yeah. my... Uh, I had two other movies I was thinking of doing for my birthday pick. Okay. Um, gotcha. Gotcha, yes. Which was like... Same paint, time. Paintball. Same, yeah. Yes, exactly. You know? Um, and then the other movie... Oh, gosh. It just slipped my mind. Um, I'm gonna oh, get you sucker. No, gonna, well, that was that, that that was gonna be a ridiculous one. Yes, but yes. I decided I didn't want to go ridiculous. But uh, there was another one, uh, an early one of Charlie Sheen, the Vatican warlock assassin, the Wraith. Ooh, never heard of that one. Yes, you have. Have I? The Wraith. That we one? did it. We we did not do the Wraith. Yes, we did the Wraith. No, look it up. I will. Wraith. What the hell? Well, I'm glad I didn't pick it then. If you guys did it, yeah. Wraith. Doesn't sound familiar at all. All right, I'll look it up. Anyway, um, this this movie was just an adventure. Yes, it was an absolute adventure. And then you couple it with a, a, a hot young Meg Ryan. Oh my goodness! Whew. that black dress in the beginning. Man, good lord! I've I, I forgotten. I, I had I crush on Meg Ryan as well, but that uh, was back in the I think Sleepless in Seattle. Who did you not have a crush on when you were younger? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, but these aren't, I guess, crushes. I was just like, ooh, hot. Yeah. Okay, not a crush. Like, Jennifer Lafayette was an actual crush. Okay. Uh, but, like, the one, Lori yeah. Petty from last episode and Meg Ryan, I remember at the time being like, man. It's woo, a good-looking girl. Woo-wee. Hey, adolescence, you yeah. know, your, your hormones are raging, you know? Yes, absolutely. I, I, can, I can get that. I yeah. can understand that. Um, Infatuation, maybe, is a better yeah, word. Yeah. The, the, the premise of this movie, though, I... As opposed to the last movie, in this movie, it told the story from the beginning, you know? Yes. There wasn't something left out, and if something was left out, you found out later, and it was covered. Yeah. And for the most part, anything that was left out, you can figure it out easily in your mind. Yeah. There wasn't anything that we, you were wondering what, what, what happened here how, yeah, how exactly here? It, it, it was all very linear it had a good pace as well there wasn't any parts where it was kind of like all right speed Stale. It up. What's, yeah. the, what's, what's, what's the next move on to the next scene uh let's see oh another complaint that I, I did not like about the movie was the the 50 shrinkage of those two people at the end 
And, and that might just be the technology aspect of it. Yeah. It's just like, it looked really cheesy. <laughs> well, there was, there was cheesy parts to this movie. I mean, when, when, when he changed into the cowboy, yeah, you that know, was, that was yes. kind of cheesy. Martin, yeah, it was Martin Short being cool. Yeah, but even that was kind of like, a, all right, that's kind of cool. I, my, my, I most, my most favorite line in the whole movie was he stands up in the middle of the doctor's office goes, I'm possessed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Martin Short he did a great job. Uh, I, 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 he's, he's very good at the, the comedy, but uh, not making it seem like it's comedy. Yeah. Where it's, it's, it comes across very naturally. Well, and, and it, they set that up in the beginning of the movie where yeah. he's having these dreams. And he's going to the doctor all the time. He, he His character was kind of a, a cuckoo. He was yeah, having having crazy <laughs> issues, you know. Right. Um, so they set that premise up. So when he started hearing voices, I mean, he, he himself made me believe that he thought he was just going more crazy. Yes. You know. And the way he reacted to it, very casually, like, looking around, because I think he knows there's a little bit of craziness inside of him. Yeah. But he's like, um... (laughs) It's just very, very panicky, kind of like, what is happening? And then then when he's he's describing his dream, his new dream to the doctor in the beginning, and then that girl actually stands in his line, and then he's doing the electric pulse, which is making the register just go up to $100,000-some dollars. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Was that a little bit like uh, a foreshadowing that he was dreaming of? Like, yeah, that, that, that was a little weird. The fact that it happened exactly the same way that, it, as he dreamed about it. It was kind of cool, you know? That, that was, it was a little kooky. Like, all right, it wouldn't happen, yeah. but... <laughs> Circumstantial, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll, still, I'll still give it a pass. It wasn't like, uh, okay, really? And, and it didn't ruin anything for me. And then he grabs the uh, Tylenol and he just starts <laughs> pouring the whole bottle yeah. in his mouth. He's like chewing, the, chewing it. Like, what? Are you, what? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, we can go through the whole sequence of the movie and we can talk about it because there's, there's parts that were really good. What, was, what, was your, what were your favorite parts? The things you liked the most about it? Um, like, like I said, the anatomy part. Okay. Where he's traveling through the body, you know, and he almost gets sucked up into the heart and it's like cardiac arrest, you know, imminent, you know. And when I, I remember when I was a kid and I watched this. As a kid, I'm watching this. And when he's cutting... Uh, with the laser, a hole in the the vein to go in. I'm like, ooh, doesn't he? He doesn't feel that, oh, you know? Okay. Yeah. But what you what I get now watching it, you know, just the other day, um, he's like microscopic. Yeah. So that laser cut incision into the artery to get into the blood flow or to get away from the heart is microscopic itself. Right. Plus, you don't have any kind of uh, sense nodes on the inside of you. Oh, okay. So you won't be able to do anything like that. So, so even, like, uh, if you get a C-section, like, if any of us get a C-section. What? Right. <laughs> We've seen it. During the C-section, they, they, they take out all the organs and basically put them on the, on the, on the woman's chest. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Live. Out of the way. You, you could squeeze one of those and you won't feel it. Oh, you might feel the squeeze. No, you won't feel the, you won't feel you feel the no, pressure. No, because I have an epidural, they, they won't feel it. Not With an epidural, men- they don't feel any of that. Yeah, and not to mention, there are only nerves on certain parts of the body that allow you to feel certain things. Right, but uh, as far as on the inside, I don't, I don't think there's anything there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would have to say the, one, of the, one of the crazy, weird, good parts of the movie that I liked is when he, they finally got to settle down a little bit, and he's like, I need a drink. 
Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't drink. <laughs> he's like, well, that, we got a problem because, you know, I, in order for me to have a drink, you need to have a drink, you right. know? And it was a great scene because Martin Short doesn't drink. Yeah. You know, Jack Putter doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. So he drinks a swig of SoCo. And then he takes another swig. Next thing you know, he's doing the twist, dude. And that scene was just, oh. Such a, he's doing the best version of a white man dance. Where it's like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it, it was just such a great, like, feel-good movie, you know. I would have to say, if there's, a, and I know it had to be there, it makes sense. There's only, if there's one character I didn't like in the movie, it was the cowboy. Yeah, that was awful. I did not like his it, character. It, it, that was too cartoonish. Too outlandish, yeah. Even after the whole bit where he ends up being a skeleton? No, no. The cowboy. Which cowboy are you talking about again? The, the guy that they keep calling the cowboy? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, no, not, not the Hans character. Whatever. Uh, Ivan or Orgon. Or... So what, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Or uh, Hmm... I, I think it might have been the uh, shoot. It was in the, the stairwell when he after Jack's out of him and in Meg Ryan, and he's like, you, "Oh, Jack's gonna make you, me strong." And he, you, ta- and he you mean Tuck or uh, yeah, Tucker, Tuck, Tuck, Tuck Pendleton, right? Why do you call him Jack? Oh, he was, Jack was the putter. Yeah, nah, who cares? Uh, anyway. <laughs> Where he thinks, like, oh, I'm going to punch him out. And he punches him, and the guy falls down the stairs. He's like, yeah. He's like, wait, Jack's not in me anymore. Oh, it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the, the confidence that he got from that. Yeah. Like, that, was, that was enough. Uh, and then when it disappeared, he just kind of, like, shook back into himself a little bit. And then he still kicked the guy. But that, that, I remember laughing out loud for that. Like, oh, this is it, 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 Being able to hear somebody inside you mm-hmm. and... It gave him that um, uh, courage. It gave him the courage, the encouragement that I, I can do this. You know, yeah. I mean, he even started to get a little bit more encouraged with women. You know, Meg Ryan. Yeah, he started getting attracted to her. And there was a scene where he's like, ah, "Damn you! You don't even deserve her." Yeah, she deserves better than you. It's weird that they end up together because he's obviously like an asshole. And he had an awakening, I guess. I don't think I don't I don't, I don't think he did. There's there nothing really about it that it was like I'm going to well, be a better person now. He's facing death at 9 a.m. when his oxygen runs out. Yeah, and he realizes that that's going to fade though. <laughs> <laughs> when he lives, <laughs> right, like, I'm alive. It's one of those things like I yeah. swear to God, save me from this, and I'll go to church every Sunday. Well, you know, I, I, a lot of things fade in a relationship anyway. You know, I mean, right. but. Um, yeah, no, the music, the the, music. the, the love song, Cupid, Draw, oh. I love that song, man. Oh, yeah, I, I like the music of this, too, because it, it was from that time. Uh, yeah. A little little oldies kind of vibe to it, which I, which I like. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did also take issue with the, uh, when he was in the body and how that whole thing worked, <laughs> how he got from one place to another. You want like, to pop? Yeah, the, the, the issue that I had was the, where he was in the body and how he got from one place to the other in the body and how quickly it was. Because yeah. in order for him to get the alcohol, he had to be in the esophagus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why is he floating? 
Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I think honestly that capsule spaceship, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's kind of like amphibious, right? You know, but in the, but in the esophagus, it's there's, there's it's not full of liquid, as other parts of the body I think would be a- amphibious. It can go in and out of. Oh, oh I see. I see. What yeah. you, okay. The fo- the whole point about the floating. I mean, like in order to float within that sequence, he literally has to be. In the gastric juices. Okay. And then, but then also the part where, where they kiss, and then he's just shoved into Meg Ryan. He's in the saliva, yeah. Yeah, so he, so where is he in the body? Like, for, for the most part, in general, where, is, where, where Could is he have been out? on the tongue. Is it on the tongue? Yeah. That they be swarmed with, like, liquid. Not just, like, that little bit that came out. Yeah. Yeah. But also, based on his size, the time it would take to get from, like... Stomach to the head, that, that's got to be hours. Well, it depends. He got into the bloodstream. You know how fast your blood pumps through your body? Yeah, you can go that's pretty true. quick. Also, if you think about it this way, the molecules that he's... That he's, he's shrank to a size of, like, what, what exactly? About <sighs> what? I mean, because he has to go through the bloodstream, so at least smaller than a, a vascular... I mean, he was, he was microscopic. Yeah, so he's the size of, like, let's say, a little bit bigger than a blood vessel. But you also have to be able to see it on a pair of glasses. Yeah, but look, remember when they poured it down and he grabbed a little, grabbed a little bit of the alcohol? Yeah. It doesn't come down like that. No. <laughs> no. That whole, the, if you got a drop of it, it would be like bigger than the ship itself. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying the size perspective was wrong, which yes. I would have to agree with you, but I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It's one of those like, all right, we'll go with it. But you're supposed to do the whole suspension of disbelief type of thing, but part I can't always suspend all of my disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things. No, like, I, I hear you. Well, they're, they're, you know, this is like a movie like Jurassic Park. But that, I feel like, did a great job of like, fine, everything's fine. But you can pick fine. it apart. You could. That, not as, it's a lot harder to. Yeah. The Jurassic Park is a harder one to pick apart. True. Uh, and, and even enjoying this one, there's, a, there's little things that just nag at me. Like, yeah, I don't think it yeah. work that way. Well, that's yeah. the thing about it, though. I mean, like, majority of the stuff that they were doing, they didn't have science for it yet. And also... The, it was all made up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Quaid is a pilot. That's his main job, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But he's also a hacker now. At a certain point, he, to make the face thing, he, he, had, he had to learn a bunch of science in order to I well, think, he, do what he, he had to do. Yeah, well, he was doing, he's been doing research on rabbits Okay. Okay. for the longest time. Right. And that's when he realized he's in a man. He's like, what? Uh, I didn't study that. I studied rabbits, you know? Um, but what I, what I thought was great, that scene you're talking about where he did the transformation of the face. Yeah. He's looking through a manual, like an owner's manual of a car. Right. <laughs> he's trying to, I don't know how to do this. I'm trying to figure it out. You know, it right. was great. Yeah. And, but then he goes sick on typing. Like what, how much did you get from that manual so quickly to then write a bunch of code to make it all happen? If, well, if, if there was a program inside the machine, it should have been, all right, here's the face. Here's the thing. Click, click. Go. Yeah. That's true. But then again, you remember the movie Hackers? Yeah. Remember what they did for the bad guy? Oh, right. Yeah. And the people believed it. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how intelligent, you know, um, computer-wise this guy is. They didn't touch on that at the beginning. He was a drunk pilot. But they did allude to, you could have been the greatest. Yes. You know? 
Well, that's the thing because, like, you look at um, the Apollo spacecraft when the, I think it was Apollo Eleven. I think it was the people on Apollo Eleven had doctorates. They had pr- they they were they were well learned. Was he a space pilot? They, did they explain that? I don't think they explained that. No, he was a regular no, pilot. No, he's, he's a regular pilot, but... Like a fighter, fighter pilot. Even so, there's a lot of training that goes into something to do something like this. I mean, look at all the instruments they have to learn in an aircraft to know what each and every dial tells them and does and stuff like that. And also, if you look at it, um, like, let's say, even for, let's say, let's say it's a spacecraft that he's doing, that he's a pilot for, right? Mm-hmm. There, you've seen the spacecraft inside the hub of where everything they're doing. There's a bunch of dials and stuff like that, and they have to write code in order and stuff like that too. I think it's my my jock bias thinking, or this guy he's he's too jockey to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. And I know it's I know it's wrong, but you you I don't see you as a jock. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, that's nice. I, I see you as one of one of us. One, one of it? us. One, one of us. Yeah, cause, but your your whole vibe isn't. Just having a conversation with you, no one's going to think, oh, he's a jock. They're going to think, oh, he's, you're, you're just a dude. I could dude. make myself sound like one. You, you, yeah, you could, but that's not your personality. Everything we got about Dennis Quaid was jock. Yeah. So for his, Ladies, then, man, jock. Exactly. I'm a stud. He also might be a workaholic. Well, I mean, if you look at the way his house is, he... he no, nah, he's a mess. I mean, he built that. He <laughs> built that robot that tried to pour the vodka, and he missed the cup. You know, right? True. But he was already drunk when he was trying to control the robot. So yeah, just, everything we get of him doesn't explain to me how he can do what he does in, when he's inside. Pilot, fine, but everything else, I don't. I, I don't get it. I think pilots have to be smart. Yeah, but they also have to be able to, to stand not, with zero G's or a certain amount of G's force. Right. <laughs> That, that's, that's another thing I want to talk about. The, the the huge gap in technology from his company to the other guy's company. Yes. Where they have the garage door opener to, whoop, you're done. You're shrunk. No centrifuge, no spinning around. These guys, they got the technology down better. Well, there is reference to that. When they went to, when, when they went to invade or, or um, get into the, the lab right. the first time yes. as telephone workers right. and the doctor, the, the girl doctor, um, she made mention of this is so like archaic or this is so like ancient type technology. Oh, okay. Like, oh my God, child's play. This is... All right. Yeah, that's true. She, she made mention of that. Like, this is, this is ridiculous. So, but, but it's weird to me that if they're so advanced... They couldn't figure out the enlarging part of it. Um, they, they, there was two chips that were prototypes. Right. That's what they needed was the chips. So, but how did they get their technology? So they prototyped. They both had the shrinking chips, but only the archaic guys had the sh- enlarging chip. Yes. Yes. Well, it's it's a simple law. It's probably based upon a math equation algorithm or whatever, right? You have to uh, use certain types of. Um, uh, certain sort of symbols in the equation in order to create the answer that corrects the, that corrects everything. Because if you are off by, let's say, a decimal, or you're off by anything, or you don't use the right symbol for it, mm-hmm. everything goes haywire. And I think that's where they're using the having the issue is because they couldn't figure that last part out. But they figured it out enough to be able to just plug it in and it works. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, but when it comes to the spaceships or the inner spaceships, mm-hmm. 
I like I like the second one better. The one where the guy stands up and he's more like ro- robotic. Oh, really? Oh, I thought that was bad. I didn't really? Because like Dennis Quaid can sit there and he can kind of relax. That guy, he's always kind of standing in a weird way. Yeah, and Den- Dennis Quaid is sort of like in a submersible. Yeah. Right. You know? well, he has space to kind of stretch out and move bit. around. The other guy's in like a wetsuit. Yeah, but he, he wasn't supposed to go in there for that long. He's supposed to go in there. Kill that spacecraft. That's true. Get the get the chip out of the spacecraft. Kill Dennis Quaid, and then and then be be gone. Yeah, because he can't look at an owner's manual inside that. Well, not only that, but he didn't have as much air either. Right. True. But I just think the look was was kind of cool. It it was pretty cool. It looked more spaceshipy. It it looked like that that was made to kill people. Mm. Yeah. Where you go in, you just start chopping veins. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then you get out. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> but if you're going to do that anyway, just send them in and then enlarge them. <laughs> yeah, right? That's it. Why are you chopping veins? God, weren't they worried about that happening? I remember the first time when I saw this movie, they were talking about 9 a.m. Well, what happens at 9 a.m.? I thought they were going to say, he expands. Yes. You know? That's what I was thinking. You know? He runs out of air. Okay. So you just have a dead guy in here. <laughs> no, oh. I like that. Uh, somebody goes, well, why does he just go up to uh, the esophagus and open the hatch and breathe some air? Uh, the expansion, you know, the, the air the expansion. S- exactly. The same reason or flaw they have for the liquid. It's fine. It, it, it's it, it, I, I get. I'm getting caught up in the details that shouldn't be mattering. No, but my brain is just kind of like this is a fun movie. Yes. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, we can pick it apart. Yeah. Like if you crazy. don't dive into the, the details of things that don't actually exist, uh, like the same kind of way I get passionate about. You're doing time travel wrong. It's like it's one of those like yeah. You can't. There's no way to. If the technology exists in this world, then we have to assume that everything else is fine. Who cares? You you are a stickler. Yes. Of time travel. Yes, I am. It's very upsetting. But one of the biggest Doctor Who fans I know. That's true. But, but it's, I can take myself out of it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> With that one, I could just I could just dive in and be like, I'm in is, this world. Is it because? Is it because? I mean, because most most of the movies and TV shows that have to deal with time travel. They're like sci sci fi type. Yeah. You know, I mean, because time travel is still scientific. Yes. You know, sci fi. You know, right. science fiction. But with, with Doctor Who, I like it because he's going back in history. It's almost like a history lesson sometimes. Yeah. You know? And they they correlate it to like, oh, well, that's why it happened because he stepped in and made yeah. it happen that it's way. It's clever. It's, it's, it's clever and it doesn't focus on time travel. It's just like travel. A, brilliant. Yeah. I'll, I'll see yeah. you next Wednesday or, or the previous Wednesday or right. all the Wednesdays. All Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. There, there's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's clever in the way that it does things and it even kind of pokes fun in itself. Like the, the, I just saw one of the, uh, the one where they go to the haunted house uh, where the girl is trapped in a loop. It, it, was, it was supposed to be a scary episode with the, with the, the guys that are like the house ghost hunters, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in that one is like uh, he even says like uh, paradoxes. They they kind of just fix themselves sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Like, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's, it's okay. Like oh okay yeah sure. No, like I it was believe like, you. Right. Oh, you trust him? You trust him? Do you trust in his plan? Well, I wouldn't go that yeah. far. <laughs> trust him. Trust him. Yeah. I just kind of you know I just trust him. <laughs> I haven't died yet. Yeah. I trust him. Do you know what he's doing? No. No. But I trust him. <laughs> he saved my skin many times. Yeah. But, I don't know. I guess I, I should look at movies like this more the way they look at Doctor Who, but I, I can't 
Doctor Who has sucked me in. It, t- it took a while. It took a long while for me to actually <laughs> get submerged into Doctor Who. And so for a movie like this, unless I watch it over and over and over again, and I, I couldn't because I can't watch movies over and over again, like back to back. It's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can agree with you on all your gripes on this movie, but I'm still going to say I love the movie. Yeah, you yeah, know? Of course, of course. But um, it's, it's the spoiler glasses, the spoiler mm-hmm. goggles. Mm-hmm. Um, when yep. you're watching movies and I find when I'm watching other movies, um, that's like just for leisure, right? I'm watching a movie yeah, and not for the podcast. Yeah. I'm watching it with spoiler goggles. Yeah. And that's, that makes no sense. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's, uh, I've ruined things for myself. Like they, they should have really have talked to somebody about that, you know? <laughs> They need to have people like us on as consultants. Like, all right, does this movie make sense? No, this part doesn't yeah. fix this part. People like me are going to freak out. Like, get us on a panel where we preview a movie before it's released. and Right. Maybe this is the certification that we need to become uh, actual yes. credited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, get us those credentials, man. Yeah. All right. But right? we'd also have to take those goggles off for a type of movie like this. And... Accept certain premises, right, and certain things that you know. What this is so far in the future, we can't say. Well, how'd they do that? That didn't explain how to do that. Mm-hmm. We we can't nitpick so much, and that's why, like, I'm watching this movie, trying to get into the realm of it being back when I first saw it the first time. Because when I first saw it the first time, I believe no everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because right now, Cowboy's just a man standing in front of the screen. Watching a movie, <laughs> picking it apart. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about the movie? Any other things you want to pick on? Um, not pick on, but whatever. okay. How about this part? You remember how the remember how the main bad guy, or not the main, <laughs> but the main thug bad guy at the end with the fight scene? Yes. Remember how he dies? Yes. Well, the the whole thing he gets out of the suit, right? He ejects himself from the suit. So is he just like freeballing it at, the, at that point? Does he, does he have another suit inside the suit that would have protected him? I don't think so, man. I think that was it. That's right. the thing. But then why couldn't Dennis Quaid pop the hatch open to breathe? Then? Exactly. He <laughs> can be outside of the machine. But, yeah. But no. But not. And not to mention, he's at a microscopic level with bone density. There's not a... Okay. If he was the, if he was the like, acidically burned, that, those bones gone too. You're talking about the the second guy that was in the yeah. other yes. part. Yeah, he he's not human. Is he, oh, he's, a, he's an android. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he, his hand was a gun. He took his hand off oh, and right. blowtorch and stuff. He's he's not a human. Mm. But when he got, he, but, he had the same arm that the uh, McDowell had in Tank Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't Maybe have, he's hologram too. <laughs> didn't have spikes that you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't explain that in the movie, but that's what I take from him hmm. because he's he, he even the way he walks and reacts is mechanical, you know. That's true. He's he's very weird looking. Yeah, like he he, he was also cartoony. I, I think that's an assumption you have to make watching this movie because uh-huh. they don't really explain it. Yeah, it was, I think his name was Dwayne. Is that possible? That seems weird. Okay. Anyway, oh, no, that's a black dude. I thought it was a fun movie to pick. You know, this is, my, yeah. this is my first birthday pick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I figured, you know, hey, throw yeah. a little uh, screwball. 
Yeah, everyone enjoyed it. They just picked it apart. Well, yeah, because, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but because my, my, all my picking apart comes from the science, right? That's where I'm at too. Yeah, because everything else about it, sure, why not? Let's just run with it. It's it's fine. Ninety five, right? Uh, eighty seven. Eighty seven. Ninety five was Tangaroa. Oh, that's right. Uh, eighty seven. I was eight years old. All right. I was or seven. Three. Seven or eight. Four. So well, think about it. I'm watching this when I'm seven, eight, nine years old. Because I can't tell you exactly when I, I watched oh, it. Shit. I couldn't have watched it. No, we watched it at a later time. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say I had to be me around seven by the time I actually did watch So I watched it when I was seven, eight, nine years old. Okay. I didn't know that much about science. Right. <laughs> so watching this movie, is like, whoa, wow. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, that's amazing. Yeah. but yeah. Uh, Technology's great. Because <laughs> both my parents, they're both scientists. Okay. So when they're watching it, they're like... <clears throat> Like that. They make those little like remarks. I'm like, <laughs> what? Were you making those remarks? I wasn't at the time. Because you didn't know. No. Right. This is, it's fun. It's like watching a movie now that takes place or, or is delving into technology and science that's 20 years ahead of where we are now. Mm-hmm. Or thirty years ahead of Back where we are now. <laughs> yeah, you know. Or, I'm still, I'm still sad about that. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I mean, come on, Tank Girl is 2033. Oh yeah, yeah we're not that far off, right? <laughs> like, Yet, but somehow we mess with gravity for liquid. Yep. Right. Twice, yeah. actually. Yeah. I mean, Back to the Future. We got to 2015. We still don't have hoverboards. Right. That's very upsetting. We only have like magnetic hoverboards now. Yeah, we have to be on a track, and it's yeah. not the same. Yeah. All right. Very good. So those are our opinions of the movies. But like I said, at the top show, we have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Now let's hear if people actually have credentials. The critics. Yeah. Good or bad first? Yeah, I don't care. Let's go with bad. You pick. All right. Jeff Andrew, which I think he did one also last time from Time Out. While the anatomical special effects are imaginative enough, the manic rather than magical tone fails to achieve the sense of awe that made Fantastic Voyage. Clearly, this film's inspiration so fascinating. What? All right. So, Fantastic Voyage is, is another one. I think they, maybe they do go inside some people. And he's saying that this is a ripoff of that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Destin Thompson from the Washington Post. Interspace is significant for one thing. The establishment of Martin Short as the funniest new kid on the Hollywood block. Too bad uh. that's not enough for the sensation a second make... <laughs> Too bad that's not enough for the sensation a second makers of inner space. Oh, sensation a second. Okay. Whatever. And that is it. I only found two bad reviews. Now the good reviews. Pat Graham from Chicago Reader. The plot is standard fantasy adventure pulp. Though director Joe Dante was so many screwball things. Oh, my God. These guys can't write. Screwball things going on in the comedy, but... Overwhelms the formulaic, formulaic line of action. All of it overwhelms the... Keep on trying. Who cares? It's a good <laughs> review. He likes it. It's screwball comedy. Uh, Variety staff from Variety. <laughs> creative name. All right. Uh, they got, they, they've got uh, credentials and they're just a staff. Yeah. I'm part of this staff. Why don't I have credentials? <laughs> uh, Short has infinitely more possibilities and makes the most of them. Coming into his own as a screen personality, as a mild-mannered little guy who rises to an extraordinary situation. All right? Short's All good. Right. Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun. 
Here is an absurd, unwieldy, overplotted movie that nevertheless is entertaining. And some of the fun comes from the way the plot keeps laying it on. That's why the movie was so yeah. good. I told you, it, it's, <laughs> you, you can pick it apart, but it's just a fun, outlandish movie. Absolutely. All right. Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game everybody loves to play. This is a part of the show where I make the guys guess the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomatoes score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What do you want to guess first, critics or the audience? Mm. Well, this is your pick, Cowboy. You should choose this. Oh, let's go audience first. All right, audience, what is your guess? I want to say mm, 85. 85? Yeah, it's pretty high. I, I agree that it's a good movie. Okay. Um, 70. 70. Ooh. All right, my guess was 80. Correct answer is... 65. Oh, it's it's still fresh, but it is not certified. Now the tomato meter, the critics. What is your guess? Seventy-six. All right, sixty. Sixty. I guess seventy-four. Correct answer is eighty-two. Wow! Wow! Critics like it a lot more than the audience. That's weird. Why would the audience not like this? Yeah, that's, that oh, usually it. goes the opposite way, yeah. which well, is why I lowered my 85. I should have kept right? my 85, you know? It's right? weird. <clears throat> I think maybe the reason why I'm behind it is because they're looking from an intro point of view, not from a fan point. Mm. See, like if you look at a movie and let's say you watch it for a specific person and they're not in most of the film, then you're... Well, well, gonna, well think about it. Think about it, though. Um, your age now, if you were that age in 87... And went to go watch this movie. What would you think about it? I'd still enjoy it. Yeah. Because at that time, I think technology is more of a mystery than it is now. So we would just be like, okay, yeah, sure. I guess that would work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, I mean, like, back then versus now, even though you know what you know as an adult, the information given at that time isn't still something that would be considered mainstream. So you still are like, oh, okay, this is still science fiction. All right, I'll go yeah. with it, yeah. I also think that people go into movies with a maybe a misrepresentation on what the movie's trying to be. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, this was supposed to... I, I, I view this movie as a fun comedy-type movie, right? Yes. And maybe people went into it thinking more of it not so comedy, but... Oh, thinking oh. it was going to be more futuristic and you know like okay. scientificy oh, and science sci-fi, and it did have the sci-fi element, but it hit me more as a comedy, a fun comedy. Yes. So maybe if they they went into it, the audience went into it thinking it was going to be, and it also depends on the trailer, how it was marketed. You know, maybe yeah. they marketed it wrong. Maybe mm. if they would have marketed it more like a fun adventure comedy with sci-fi mixed in. You're right. The audience wouldn't be going into watching the movie with the wrong misrepresentation of what they're looking at. Got maybe, it. Maybe the, That's I think, what I think it was a marketing thing. Because you can, you can mark this as, as, a, as a romance, as a comedy, or as a sci-fi. There's too much. So one thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe there's too many things going on. That, and back in 87, you didn't have all the, the uh, categories of movies that right. they, they come out now, you yeah. know? Now movies are made specifically for genres. There's not there's there is crossover, but this one I think maybe had, 
try to do too many things. And then, yeah. and then let's say the, the, the person that's watching the movie is looking for one specific thing, gets all this other stuff. I'm like, nah, I don't care for that. Right. So people come in seeing Meg Ryan is going to be a, rom- is a romantic thing. And then it's like, romance is there, but it's not all of it. You go see Dennis Quaid as a serious guy, and he's like, he's there, but it's not all of it. Yeah. And then Martin Mar- Short. Mar- Short, yeah. It's only Martin Short comedy, so, and yeah. nobody else is in comedy. I think, I think a lot of people in the audience went in with the wrong expectation yes, I, of okay. the movie. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And that's how it went lower. We solved it. Yay. <laughs> All right. Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. Uh, we liked Paul Giamatti and want to put him in the movie. Generally, he makes movies better. So what role would he have played to make this movie better? I'd say the white-haired guy. Yeah. Yeah. 50% size. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 50% size. <laughs> that's really it. half the man he should be. I mean, I, 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 you know, but if, if there was a, like I said, the worst character in the movie, I think, was the cowboy. Put right. Paul Giamatti in there. Maybe the cowboy Ooh. would have been better. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Because like the bad like guy, the white-haired bad guy, he did a great job. I mean, he's creepy looking, you know? True. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Throw right. Paul Giamatti in there as the cowboy. Maybe yeah. it's, you know. Fantastic. Yeah. I find it interesting that cowboy's least favorite character is cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> right? That's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah. Or better yet, it's hidden closer to home. Yeah. No, it's misrepresentation of cowboys. Hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think probably because my perception of cowboy, that guy was really flamboyant. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it was weird. And he didn't wear his hat right. Come on, it was uh-huh. like barely on the top of his head. It looked like one of those uh, small little cowboy party favor hats. You know, oh, I'm <laughs> waiting wait for the string the to go band. under his chin. <laughs> it might have been. It might as well have been the Rock from. Uh, was it uh, that one movie? Uh, Be cool. Be cool. Be, be cool. Yeah. Twinkle, twinkle, oh, baby. Yeah, twinkle, yeah. twinkle. Right, right. I don't know. I, I uh, the cowboy in this movie seemed more staying alive. You know, okay. then cowboy. He was what this movie was. It was, it was too many things put together. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but every time I make love, I leave my boots on. What is he? Is he a sex machine? Is he a tech guy? He's or, afraid of his feet? Uh, uh, is he a villain? A black market dealer? Right. You know? What is happening? All right. Uh, now let's do trivia. This is a part of the show where I make the guys listen to me. Say things about trivia. Well, this is the part I'm actually excited about because yeah. I like yeah. the information behind this stuff. I did get uh, I got four pieces of trivia here. All, All right. right. Yeah. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan met on the set of the film and dated from there. The two later married in February of 91 and then divorced in 2001. So this is, this is how they uh, got together. I didn't, know they yeah. were, I didn't know they were together. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, it's probably before our time. Oh, that's true. You know, it's funny, though. Like, uh, watching this movie, and I knew it was Dennis Quaid. But watching Dennis Quaid in this movie, a young Harrison Ford could have played the part right? as well. Okay, yeah. I, he, there was even part of it where I thought Tom Cruise could have done this. Really? Maybe it was the whole pilot <laughs> thing. And, Pi- yeah, the Top Gun pilot right. thing. Yeah. yeah. So I, that, I was thinking more Harrison Ford. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Dennis. Qua- I mean, young Dennis Quaid and young Harrison Ford look very similar. The same mannerisms a little bit yeah, too, yeah, as well. exactly. And I think Harrison Ford could have pulled off alcoholic better than Cruz would have been. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I do happen to think though that like um, Harrison Ford does play an angrier person better. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, during the cowboy slash putter changeover, Robert Picardo had to do quite a bit of work. After putter has, after putter changed, we see Lydia asking him how he got into the room, etc. The first time Robert goes off screen, he's actually rush, rushing behind camera, tearing off his breakaway clothes, and getting into the bath. 
make <laughs> Oh wow. So they didn't do the editing. It was, no, they did the, like <laughs> it was like it was like theater play. Yeah. Okay, quick, go. Take off your clothes right. and now we're gonna be tying. Yeah. They didn't realize that you could cut and keep filming? Well maybe <laughs> they're balling on a budget. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, get into the bathroom. A makeup assistant is behind the fake wall at the head of the bath, having just changed the pewter wig to the cowboy one. The part of the... <laughs> oh my god! Oh, okay. So he had to strip off his clothes and take get, the wig off. Take the wig. Oh, okay. Get in the tubs because so he was playing both roles. Yeah, that's it's a weird way to do it. <laughs> All right. See, the, the lab workers seen during the scene where Dennis Quaid is about to be miniaturized were, in fact, real laboratory workers. Oh, nice, nice. As actors would have not been suitable to perform what real lab rats do. That's confusing to me. So they had real lab guys in there because... They look more like lab guys the than trying to get actors to do it? Yeah, because the actors doing the mannerisms of lab work people are very difficult. Because, like, let's say the way you hold a syringe, the way you hold certain okay. things are very different. Like, for instance, when you use a pipette... You have to use it a specific way, otherwise you contaminate everything. So it might have been might have been more cost effective to hire some lab workers. I see. And it'd be easier for them to say, just go about doing what yeah. you do in a lab than okay. hiring actors and trying to teach them. Okay. All right, that makes sense. I was thinking like they realize they're not actually miniaturizing. Why do they need actual lab guys to make it look like they're doing miniaturizing? Okay, but that makes sense. Uh, all the cells seen outside the pod were, in fact, made out of jello. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> nice! Well, what kind of jello? Which flavor? Uh, Rudy 3D Fresh and Fruity. Nice! That's actually a dish at IHOP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's more of a pancake. Or Denny's or something. I don't know. Uh, nope, that's IHOP. IHOP? Okay. Uh, Money Makes World Go Round. This is part of the film. This is part of the... Oh, what? I can't speak. What's happening? <laughs> I don't I'm know. drinking. Quick, someone <laughs> check to see if someone's a little man's inside of him, too. That's what it is. He's yeah. stepping onto my vocal cords. <laughs> How's your eye feel? Right. Oh. <laughs> uh, right. So the budget for this film was twenty-seven million dollars. Wow, that's two million more than the so, crappy yeah. movie. And that was in the eighties, right? You right? right. Oh, yeah, that's like three times that much now. This does not have a foreign box office either. Yeah, so this is okay. a U.S. only. Twenty-seven million is the budget. What is your guess? Twenty-seven million the for the budget. I'm going to go with what he said last time. Seventy-five. Seventy-five. All right. Fifty. Oh, you're That's what I said last time. <laughs> I know. It better not be four. Yeah. <laughs> the correct answer is $25.9 million. Oh, wow. They, yeah. just, they didn't make anything? They, they, this is a loss. Mm, weird. So to break even, they got a triple. Yeah. See, this is a game I still don't understand. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because that's how much it costs to make the movie, but then after the movie's made, you, you have to then... Do advertising, I think, for maybe that's what marketing advertising. From. So it costs twenty five million to make the movie. Is that including paying the I actors? Believe, I, I'm pretty sure it does because it, I think this is the cost, and I'll have to talk to Hollywood about it or maybe do some research. This is the cost to make the movie. So movies now made, you now have cost of making the films to put in the theaters, uh, advertising, and stuff like that. Those are additional costs. That's why we have to make three times as much. That may be the case. To recoup but, all your costs. Yeah, that may be the case, but also consider the fact that the prices for what they were doing back then weren't the same either. Right. So let's say the movie made twenty five was $25 million, mm-hmm. and let's say now it costs like, what, $3 million to put it into theaters? Back then, maybe it was 300000 Okay. Maybe. I don't know. This is all technical. Who cares? Uh, this film debuted in third place on the weekend of July 3rd, 1987 with $4.7 million. 
It's, it made what Tank Girl made in one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the current box office mojo. This is the 28th highest grossing film in the category sci-fi comedy. I'll take a guess what number one is in sci-fi comedy. Men in Black. Ooh. Yes? What do you think? I have no clue. Men in Black. Oh, I was right? Yeah. Oh. I would have thought Ghostbusters, but Men in Black, I think, yeah, probably be, made more yeah, money. Be, yeah, because they made three of them, and the yeah. fourth one coming out. It's already out, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I heard the fourth one bombed. Yeah, I heard that too. I'm still going to watch it. I, I, I like you know what I else hear is bombing right now? Just to get on the subject about the Lion King. Oh, really? Really? Oh, that's too bad. The live-action Lion King. But in, in the reason why I think is Lion King is a classic. I think, I think we're over it. Well, making it. Like yeah. Jungle Book was fine, but then Aladdin, uh, Dumbo, and now Lion King. They, these are like all the Yeah, well, I, I think Lion King specifically... It's a classic. And then you have the score of Lion King, the music. Yeah. Elton John won Academy and Grammy Awards for, you know, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Yeah. And now you're putting uh, Beyonce and another guy. Was oh, that right? Yeah. Oh, no. Singing this. And the other guy, I, he's not even really a singer. Oh, boy. And Beyonce is. And they're trying to redo Can You Feel the Love Tonight? You can't yes. top Elton John. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I think when it comes down to it, it was exactly what Cowboy's saying. I mean, if it's not broken, why try to revamp and make it better? Right. Well, that's what they're, they're trying to just heat up Lion King and put it back in the microwave for a and, second helping. And, and, and I haven't seen it, but I heard and, and I watched the, 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 the trailer and I heard parts on a, a, a radio program I was listening to. Um, and they did a, a scene. They played a scene, and I'm just hearing the audio of the scene. Okay. And I'm picturing how I felt watching Lion King original, the cartoon, animated okay. animated movie. Right. And it, there's no feeling. Ah. And, yeah. and the way things are being delivered. And the scene that I was listening to is where, you know, uh, they're talking to uh, Simba about... Uh, how you're gonna get your roar, and you know when you become, you know, yeah. and he's, and then the actor playing Simba is like, like my dad, blah blah blah. And it was, it was like, I, I think what it is, it's, uh, you memorize a song, and then somebody else comes and sings it, and they put a different little spin on how they say certain words, the, okay, the yeah. pacing of it. So you're ready for this version, and then they come in like, ah, it's just jarring to you, like you're singing the song wrong, you're singing it wrong. Because <laughs> like I get that with Sinatra even because Sinatra will sing the same song like three different styles yeah so depending which version you're listening to I'm singing along to version A and then, but version B is playing and I feel like ah oh, I'm singing it wrong but it's, I'm singing it right but it sounds wrong and it's messing with my head yeah I don't know if I like the song anymore well I mean <laughs> it's, it's it's just like music it's very hard to do a remake of a classic song yeah or a song that's I mean. Honestly, there's only, I mean, there's, I'm pretty sure there's more songs out there that were classic, really good songs that were remade that were pretty good. But Sound of Silence, Disturbed did a remake of Sound of Silence, and I love that version. Okay. And, you know, the older version, it was classic. It was a great song, you know? Yeah, yeah. There was this cover for Across the Universe from the Beatles by a lady that just had her own acoustic guitar, and it was amazing. Okay. But no recognition whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Was that one of those YouTube videos? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was so good, though. 
Okay. So that uh, that was Men in Black. Yeah, that was number one. Okay, this was the forty seventh highest grossing film of nineteen eighty seven. Number one that year, Three Men and a Baby. Really? Yeah. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, you have. You probably have. Is that Bob Saget? No, that's the Full House dude. Yeah. Wasn't Bob Saget one of the Three Men? Possible. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Um, in nineteen eighty seven, I was thinking like, "Look who's talking." Might have been like number one or something like that. You that, know, that one is pretty decent. What the Bruce Willis film? The uh, yeah, I, I watched talking, recently. Look who's talking now. I watched both of them. Oh. I didn't watch Look Who's Talking. No, Look Who's Talking. Look who's talking to. And then look who's, who's talking, talking now. now. That's the one with the, I think animals are talking. Yeah. I backed out of it. Yeah. Uh, Tom Selleck, Steve Bruce, Ted Danson. Wait, before you sit going further, yeah. you backed out of a Bruce Willis film? I feel like he maybe he's on the third one. That's what I'm telling myself in my head. So I can not have to watch it. Oh, my. <laughs> was, I mean, they're fine. Roseanne was weird as a other voice. I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway. That was back when Christie Alley was hot. Oh, my God. Yeah. I used to have a crush on... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that was 1987's Inner Space, directed by Joe Dante. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Also, you can write to us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and watch it for any other movie. Next week, we are not doing a movie. What? We are doing the spoilies. Yay! The Movie Award Show for the last 50 movies we did. 50? Yes, 50. Oh, my. A lot of things to go over. Hey, Sea Salt, you need to watch Inner Space if you haven't watched it. (laughs) I'm I'm giving you a recommendation. Yeah, how about that? Take that. (laughs) All right. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, We'll see you next week with the spoilies. Uh, I think at that point, we'll be back live again. Yeah? Yeah. Because we just finished moving the studio to a new space, and I'm still trying to get it set up. And I'm not happy with how it looks yet, so that's why I haven't been Facebook living. But ah. I think for that, put on tuxes, and we'll do this. <laughs> tuxes? 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 Okay. Can, can I wear a shirt that looks like it's a tux? A, yeah, a shirt tux? Why not? All right, Fantastic. cool. All right. I'll see you next time. Until then, I am Adam. I'm Cowboy. I'm Maestro. Oh.